Which Dallas Cowboy player should you sell this offseason before his value tanks? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, I am joined by the biggest Dallas Cowboys fanatic, Marcus Mosier, uh, my, my fantastic co host. And uh, co-host of the Locked on Cowboys podcast, who mm. I'm just so pleased to have with me today for this fantastic episode uh, where we break down buys and sells of the Dallas Cowboys. So, guys, we are continuing on with the series team by team, breaking down all, all you need to know. Uh, are you buying? Are you selling? What do you need to do with these assets on every single team? And it, go, go back. Go listen to the AFC um, we had some really, really fun episodes back there. Now we're moving on to the NFC, starting with Marcus's favorite team. So welcome in everybody. Happy, happy Dallas Cowboys day, Marcus. Thank you. I'm really, really excited. This is a, uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun in the show. Yeah. I, I think, uh, if, if anybody's watching on YouTube, please check us out on YouTube. Um, Marcus came, especially, especially decked out oh, in his Dallas Cowboys jersey. Uh, what what player are we this wearing This is a CD Lamb jersey. CD Lamb, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, and obviously his office just is a standing um, a, a standing uh, altar to the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. So, yeah, we're, we're on theme today. We're going to talk buys and sells. Marcus, why don't you start us off with a buy for the Dallas Cowboys because – I'm uh, I'm very antsy to get all of the insider information here. Yeah, and some of these uh, might be a little bit surprising, especially if you listen to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast for any amount of time. But my buy, Kate, is Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I know Ooh. a lot of people may be saying CeeDee Lamb or Tony Pollard or even Dalton Schultz. But for me, it's Ezekiel Elliott just because we've gotten to a point now, finally, after what, six years, that his price is appropriate. According to Dynasty League Football, he is RB21. That doesn't make any sense to me, Kate. He's had at least 1,200 yards in every single season. He's hit at least eight touchdowns in every year. He's gone over, uh, he's gone over 30 receptions in every single year. Over the last you know, three, four seasons, we see him catch 50 passes every year. The Cowboys are locked into him contract-wise for at least the next two seasons. And it seems like they have no intent of not giving him a lot of work, especially near the goal line, short yardage. Uh, he is much, much more valuable than RB21. I can tell you that. Um, I, You know, I think it's not super hard to understand, you know, the the falling of Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott and Dynasty have seen some decline in efficiency. But we know Ezekiel Elliott was banged up throughout mm -hmm. the 2021 season still saw um, like a tremendous volume. But I think the, the concern comes from that decline of efficiency and it's um, 
it's kind of crossover with age, with touch total. Um, what are your thoughts on the touch total for Ezekiel Elliott? Because I think that's probably the biggest concern, though I will note it doesn't, it's not affecting Derrick Henry's value yep. quite as much as it is Ezekiel Elliott, who, which Derrick Henry currently sitting at uh, RB15 in the latest batch of Dynasty ADP. Yeah. Um, all right. So what we saw last year, the first eight games of the season was a super, super efficient Ezekiel Elliott. Even despite having a game where he averaged three yards a carry uh, against Tampa Bay, first two months of the season, Kate, he was averaging almost five yards per carry. And then he got hurt in the Broncos game. And then after that, he was dealing with a torn PCL, played through it all season long. And in the back nine games of the season, he averaged under three, five a carry. I'm willing to bet that the player that we see this year is somewhere in between. Like he's not going to be hobbling around on one leg. Is he going to be as explosive as we saw early in the season? Probably not. But I don't think the touch total is why he started to slow down last year. I just think it was the injury. And when you're guaranteed to get 16 to 18 touches a week on, I mean, the Cowboys have had the number one offense in each of the last three seasons whenever Dak has played. That's that's somebody you want on your fantasy team. And if it costs you something less than RB20 to go get him, why not? Yeah, I think this is definitely um, one of those players that if you are in a win now situation, really, really hard yes. to beat that that value there. Because you know what? Like, I mean, again, though the touch totals are there, though he's he's getting older, like it, it doesn't really matter because he is in a position where he is going to go ahead and win you in a, a season right off the bat. He does lead the league since drafted in 2016, leads the league by far in scrimmage touches. Mm -hmm. um, almost 2,000 touches since he was drafted back in 2016. The next highest total touch uh, for any running back, 1,544 touches. That's Melvin Gordon, uh, who has also just been touching the ball nonstop. Um, but I, again, I, I think this comes down to... Uh, just immediate value. And I think he's a great trade target, but again, with the caveat that your team needs to be in a position to win. Now, yes. I think there's probably no better value for a win now team. Now, what are you willing to pay for him? Yes. If you are in a win now team and then it, let's say conversely, uh, if you are not in a position to win and you have Ezekiel Elliott on your team, well, what are we what are we seeking for compensation in a trade for Ezekiel Elliott to help you rebuild? Yeah, let me give you like a trade that I've seen uh, actually in one of my leagues that I actually really love. So a contending team had Jonathan Taylor and they were able to secure a high first round pick this year and they took Kenneth Walker. In that scenario, I would just trade Kenneth Walker for Ezekiel Elliott and you can get a little bit more on the Ezekiel Elliott side because Elliott's going to give you high-end RB2 production at minimum this year. And if you compare that with Jonathan Taylor, you're going to be awfully hard to beat. I just don't see a way that Kenneth Walker this year is somebody that you can trust week to week. 
I think trades like that make a lot of sense where you're you can trade away maybe the young running back to situation hasn't been or that's a little bit murky. Maybe it's Travis Etienne. Maybe it's, you know, J.K. Dobbins. If you're still worried about what Dobbins is coming back from his injury. But those are the kind of moves I'm looking to make. I I really like that. Conversely, I am actually going to buy his teammate here, Tony Pollard. Um, I feel like that's a bit more yep. chalky. You went you went a little bold uh, for Ezekiel Elliott, but I still think there's some really tremendous value here with Tony Pollard. Um, and the latest batch of Dynasty ADP was drafted as the RB30. He's 25 years old, just turned 25, uh, six foot, 210, explosive. Uh, but what I really like about Tony Pollard is the receiving ability. I think he provides a a pretty safe floor for fantasy managers um, in, in terms of his, his target share. Saw 46 targets as a, effectively a backup running back uh, in the 2021 season. There's the departure of Amari Cooper. We know that, it, you know, Michael Gallup, who knows at what yep. point he's going to be full go. Um, I, I just think there's going to be so much opportunity here. Um, and I, I think that, Tony Pollard, when it comes down to it in, you know, the next, uh, at, at least the 2021 season, I think he's going to be one of these players that you can leave in your flex and just keep him there all season long. Uh, I want to be clear. I, with the exception of his bye week, of course. <laughs> I want to be clear. I think Tony Pollard's the better player than Ezekiel Elliott. I do. I just think he's more explosive. He's more dynamic with the ball. Um, the Cowboys are also planning on using him as a slot receiver this year, which you love for his standalone value, right? Because if he can be on the field getting four or five receptions a game from the slot, plus getting nine to 10 carries in the backfield, we're talking about somebody who could legitimately finish as an RB2 despite not being a starter. My yeah, only concern think, with Pollard is oh, it's, oh. it's just that this is the last year of his contract, and I don't know if the Cowboys can justify paying two running backs top dollar and I would get a little nervous that if he left Dallas, we would see a big decrease in his efficiency. I think that's totally fair. I definitely think it depends on what situation he falls into. Um, but like, I just think there's so much, so much value, especially with the the knowledge that they are going to be utilizing Tony Pollard out of the slot. Cedric Wilson led the team with 65 slot targets last year. Uh, he is no longer with the team. Amari Cooper had another 20. That's like, I know targets are earned. They are not just uh, like, we don't have a sum of 85 mm -hmm. targets here. and We're just going to automatically disperse those. But Tony Pollard, I think uh, it, what he's shown with his receiving ability, uh, he's, he's definitely, I think, earned himself a yes. chunk of those targets. I would not be surprised in the slightest if we saw Tony Pollard have 75 targets this year. Neither would I. And in fact, I think if you assume rational coaching from Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, big assumption. Yeah, he should, because he's just outside of CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. He's their best playmaker. Get him the ball. Um, all right. I want to talk about dynasty cells, Kate. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. 
Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring with each ring being one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle from BlueNile.com and Locked On Dynasty listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code Locked On. Again, promo code Locked On Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Kate, your biggest sell for the Dallas Cowboys. This should be no surprise for our loyal, loyal Locked On Dynasty listeners. I'm selling CD Lamb, guys. I'm still selling CD Lamb. Marcus, I feel like you've kind of fallen off the bandwagon here with me. I have. We were have. we were uh, very much in this together about CeeDee Lamb's dynasty value being absolutely redonkulous. And I feel like you've switched teams and I'm all alone here on a lonely island. But that's fine. I'll, you know what, I'll sit on my lonely island and I'll just reap all the value that there is to be had from selling CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver three value. Like I, so, you know, I, I think CD lamb, I love the talent, obviously who doesn't love the talent of CD lamb, but I mean, the fact that he's being drafted right around wide receiver three in dynasty leagues, that valuation is really, really hard to get on board for mm -hmm. Marcus. I mean, seven games this year with more than 15 fantasy points in PPR leagues. I, that's seven performances as a wide receiver two or better seven, seven out of 16. He killed you in half mm -hmm. of your games. And Marcus, a lot of those games came at the end of the season when you needed him the most uh, weeks, 13 on literally had a decrease in fantasy production every single week, ending his season with 6.5 PPR points against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I, I love CD lamb. I love the talent, but again, this comes down to thinking about how do you want to be a savvy dynasty manager? And I think a part of being a savvy dynasty manager is understanding, uh, where player evaluations can go. Cause I don't think CD lambs dynasty value can get any higher at this point. And I don't think that current evaluation matches any of the production that we've seen so far in his career. I mean, looking back um, to what he did last year, as opposed to um, his rookie season in 2020, literally three performances as a wide receiver, one, uh, seven performances as a wide receiver, two or better, did the same exact thing in 2020. Like there was absolutely no mm -hmm. difference. He scored uh, right around 15 more fantasy points, uh, averaging right around like the wide receiver 19 in each of those seasons. Um, I guess I'm just I, like, I think we're kind of similar uh, to Javante Williams, who we talked about on last week's show. I think we're drafting for our evaluation and not necessarily based on the production we've seen or the upside even that we've seen. Yes. So 
it's hard to dispute any of those things you said. Like if you are expecting CD Lane last year to be a top five wide receiver for you, you're very disappointed and you're probably, are you probably have already sold him? Right. But I think the reason why he's properly valued right now is because of what's coming. Um, And the reason why I was wanting to sell CD Lamb at the end of the season is because going into the offseason, you thought, well, the Cowboys have Amari Cooper under contract. They want to bring back Michael Gallup. They've got Dalton Schultz. They've just got a lot of guys. All of a sudden, all of those targets are cleared out, right? Amari Cooper gone. Cedric Wilson gone. Dalton Schultz now in a contract dispute with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys don't have any intention of giving him a long-term deal. Michael Gallup still not practicing as he comes back from his uh, his torn ACL. They didn't spend a super high draft pick on a receiver. I think that was another reason why I was a little bit nervous because there were some rumors that the Cowboys really liked Chris Olave and they really liked Traylon Burks, and they didn't get either of those guys. The only receiver they drafted was Jalen Tolbert in the third round, who's a good prospect, but not somebody that's going to take away significant volume from CeeDee Lamb. So... I think there's a really good chance, Kate, that CeeDee Lamb leads the NFL and targets receptions and yards this season. Like the Cowboys are going to force feed him the ball in ways that we haven't seen from this team in a long time because they don't really have a choice. The The other receivers are Simi Fahoku, TJ Vasher, Noah Brown, James Washington's even hurt right now who has got a foot injury. I just think he's in for a monster volume season. And when you're 23 years old, that's why you get ranked as high as you do. See, for me, um, this is where sort of that value in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard comes in. Because I think the the upside there for what you're getting and what you're drafting, uh, like, I just don't, I don't understand the upside necessarily with CD lamb. Cause I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be without a, uh, a voluptuous wide receiver core for that long. I think Jalen Tur- Tolbert is a guy that is he's probably, he's a great player. And I think he's going to find the field, uh, pretty quickly. I like, I would project him as a starter this year and I don't know Marcus, how you feel. Um, if you have any insights, that's the hope at least that they would, they would like him to be one of the starting receivers, but we'll see. You, you just never really know about small school receivers drafted outside of the top 50, 60 picks. You don't know, but I think like Jalen Tolbert, lots of upside there. Mm-hmm. Like, can he beat out James Washington? I absolutely think yes. so. Um, so like that depth chart battle, I'm, I'm moving him right up. Um, I'm just thinking like. I there's less ground to be gained. Like if I'm if I'm getting Ezekiel Elliott as like the uh what what value did we say he was at? RB wide receiver 20? three. Or sorry, uh Ezekiel Elliott. Oh running back twenty one. Running back twenty one. If I'm getting Ezekiel Elliott at running back twenty one, he's probably gonna at worst perform as like RB ten. That's a lot of value that I'm making up for there. But C D Lamb, I'm drafting him as wide receiver three. And I think he probably finishes at, you know, maybe wide receiver three this season as they continue to build uh, their receiving core back up uh, in the departure of Amari Cooper as they they find a solution with Dalton Schultz. You know, 
maybe he finishes as wide receiver three this year, but I don't know that based on what we've seen, um, he's going to finish much higher than that. On uh, Let's, let's do this little basis. exercise because I, I think the hard part is here. Jamar Chase, wide receiver one. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver two. Totally agree. Those guys should be ahead of him. After that, it gets a little tricky because you're you're talking about receivers in <laughs> very tough offenses. So let, let's go through it. AJ Brown, wide receiver four in Philadelphia. I I like that evaluation. Yeah, I, which AJ I think Brown, I'm I'm a little yeah. maybe more bullish on AJ Brown. Okay, um, well, AJ Brown has had a couple seasons very very similar to CD Lamb. You're just hoping he gets more volume in Philadelphia with a quarterback that. Doesn't get a chance to throw a lot of passes, but fair enough. Debo Samuel, wide receiver five. I'll take Debo. Okay. Cooper Cup, wide receiver six. Now, we are talking about him being a little bit older, but still, I would. it's pretty safe to I'll say. Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's he's going to outscore CD this this year. I, I, I don't see how that doesn't happen. Uh, Jalen Waddell, wide receiver seven. I'll take CD. Yeah. Devontae Adams, wide receiver eight. Um, in a There's win so now situation, I'll take, I'll take the value. I think on Devonte Adams there, who's still probably going to finish as a wide receiver, the wide receiver one this year. Spicy. I don't think that's that spicy Marcus. And uh, that's coming from somebody uh, next who you got does Tyree not even Kill. like the Raiders. Yeah. It's just the next couple of receivers, D Tyree killed DK Metcalf and DJ Moore. All three of those quarter or receivers have, less than average quarterbacks. And it's why it's so hard to find guys that you feel absolutely great about putting ahead of CD lamb, because we mentioned this before CD lamb is going to be on. I mean, the last two years, number one ranked offense again, when Dak plays and they're going to have a ton of chances to score. That's fine. Okay. That's yeah, it's, I, I couldn't convince you. I, I tried my best. Uh, no, I, but I mean, like, I think all of the, the, reasons like similar to how the reasons that I've given uh, aren't necessarily like much dispute, like worthy of much dispute. Like the, the rationale you're giving us here is also not worth much dispute. So I think Tough. like we're just kind of in this dead space where we're not going to meet eye to eye and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping that we'll hear from some of our listeners at the Locked On Dynasty Twitter account uh, about your thoughts on CD Lamb and what are you doing with CD Lamb? Which side of the fence are you falling on here? Yes. Um, all right. One more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals matchup. We've got the NHL Hockey Finals. We've got Major League Baseball. And of course, we've got MMA and UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, last one. Dynasty hold for the um, Dallas Cowboys. I want to hear right. your answer. It's Dalton Schultz for me. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm very happy at the current valuation of Dalton Schultz. I think he's incredibly um, undervalued, but He's in a, this tricky spot right here, and I just don't know. He's at tight end nine uh, in the most recent Dynasty startup ADP. I do think that's too low 
Um, I mean, what we've seen from Dalton Schultz, like the last two seasons, he has been a true tight end one monster machine. And it doesn't really seem like he gets that proper respect uh, whatsoever. But the reason I'm holding and not necessarily buying despite his price is just the question marks about what he does beyond the 2021 yes. season. Do they resolve this contract? Or, oh my, I'm always in 2021, Marcus. How do I catapult That's myself right. into the 2022 season? I don't know. Um, but like, I don't know. I have to ask you as the Cowboys expert here, Dalton Schultz and the Cowboys are in a contract dispute. He hasn't, um, it, it doesn't seem like they've made any headway here. He, mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to play on the franchise tag though. Can you correct me? He has signed it, right? He has signed it. So he will play on Th- this one's really tricky. Kate. I think, I think you're right by saying Dalton Schultz, because we've seen over the last two years, he's actually third in fantasy, total fantasy points, which is, Pretty incredible. And that's with five different starting quarterbacks, including Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, (laughs) and Cooper Rush. There you go. I got them all. Five (laughs) different starting quarterbacks over the last two years. But I don't think the Cowboys have any intention on paying him long term. I I don't believe that they thought they could move on from Amari, Cedric Wilson, and Dalton Schultz all in one offseason. It was just too much to take away from Dak. So they're going to try to slow down the exodus of players leaving. So they franchised Dalton Schultz with the intent of moving on from him next year. They drafted Jake Ferguson in the fourth round, a tight end from Wisconsin. Yeah, I think he's a hold because I think he's really a product of the Cowboys offense. I don't think he is this elite talent. Like he's not Mark Andrews. He's not Kyle Pitts. He's just somebody who's really efficient in a really good offense. So I think it's probably the right decision to hold him because you are going to get top five, top six production from him this year. Yeah, I I don't know, again, what comes beyond. And I think a lot of that will probably just come down to Again, what offense does he go to? Like, does he, I don't know. I, I could see him being an interesting fit with like the LA Chargers. But um, there's also a chance that he ends up like in Tennessee where he's being yes. asked to block a lot. And that's just so meh, right? That's yeah. what's tough about this one. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely feel it. But Dalton Schultz, I mean, if you have him right now, uh, he's probably going to win you a, a good chunk of weeks. And I just don't think that anybody's high enough on him necessarily for you to reap that value back. Um, uh, can I, can I tell you this? If if the Cowboys announce tomorrow that they sign uh, Dalton Schultz to a four year deal, here's the tight ends that are currently going ahead of him that I would rather have Schultz then. Uh, I, give me Schultz over T.J. Hawkinson all day. I know Hawkinson was a top pick. Hawkinson has not finished as a top six tight end yet. Like Schultz has just been better. Give me him over Dallas Goddard. And I know Goddard's been a, a high draft pick. Schultz has been better. Give me him over Pat Fryermuth. Cover your ears, Kate. I, just, I don't want you to hear that about your, your guy, <laughs> Pat Fryermuth. But no, uh, my I, question, I what is, about Darren Waller? Because Darren no. Waller is a name. Yeah, that, that's the last one. I think the tier, it's Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. And then after that is immediately where you put Dalton Schultz. But everybody else after that, I, I think you can make a great argument for Schultz. Okay. All right. I like so there it. We go. I think we're all on the same page here. I'm honored that my uh my thoughts and my my 
my insight has coincided with yours, Marcus, the Dallas Cowboys expert. So everybody, don't forget to to check out the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, uh, and you. you can get your double dose of Marcus Mosher every single day. Uh, also, go go sell Dak Prescott. I didn't get to mention that, but Dak Prescott's Ooh. a little overvalued right now. There you go. That's wow. that's my spicy dynasty take. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Same places you get the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Kate or uh, Matt and Ryan uh, will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday to continue to break down the NFC East. Kate, you and I will be back later this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next time.